0: You are out of your damn mind.
1: (laughs)
2: everyone and pull up a seat at the table it is lunchtime in rome tonight is episode 132 entitled every couple is aware that they have disagreements fights however every couple may not realize that they actually have the same fight over and over again with different details does this apply to you when there's conflict between you and your significant other what is it we'll be talking about that this evening please pull up a chair at the table and join us First-time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or listen directly on lunchtimeinroam.com. While there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media. And if you can, if you would, give us a five-star review. Jay. What specifically is this podcast about?
0: No matter who you are, at some point in time in your life, you will feel alone. Being alone is as bad as anything gets. If things are great, but you feel alone. They're not as good as they could be. If things are bad and you're alone, well, things just got so much worse. There is a Bible verse, Romans twelve fifteen, which states, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from feeling alone and what this podcast is all about. Each week, we go over what's good or bad in our lives, along with some food talk, to model rejoicing and mourning. And then we hit the main topic. So while it may not be 12.15 in Rome, we're treating it like it is. Lunchtime, lunchtime
1: in
2: Rome. <laughs> Rome. Uh, <laughs> Rome. Uh, sleepy Eric.
1: <laughs> well, no.
2: I said lunchtime in Rome.
1: Well, yeah, you said it super fast. Like that. I almost said like Adderall Brian. Like it was just like, boom. Drug abuses. No um, no. um, All right. So, right. I like to start off with the bad because that's who I am, Um just my microphone you, right now. What do
2: you mean? That's who you are.
1: Because um, I like to do bad first and then end on the good. I like to end on the good note. Um, so start off with bad. So bad this week is um, not going to go into any great detail, but bad was my dad had the duty of putting Maggie to bed and let's just say it wasn't the smoothest of transitions and Maggie really didn't get to bed. <laughs> but she's still up. <laughs> on a good note, she slept through the whole night last night. There you go. That <laughs> maybe the key, man. maybe that actually does know what
2: he's doing. Yeah, right. Maybe there's Crazy, something in there like
1: uh a... <clears throat> um but uh and and we're still struggling with the whole sleep thing, but but that was that was whatever. Um good this week is we had more good family time, which was nice this this past weekend. And I got a ton of stuff done over the weekend, like just checked off so many boxes. Really? Your grass looks great. Cut the grass. cleaned out.
2: Cleaned out the shed. I was cutting my own grass this week and I was like, I wonder if Eric's going to call Ethan again. No. Huh. That was only a two-time thing. It was when we had super
1: busy weekends, you know, but I was off on Monday, cleaned out the shed, which was disgusting. Put all the... Like, do you sweep the shed? Yeah. Swept it out. Bro. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've got like seven concrete blocks slabs. that were concrete mix
1: mm-hmm.
0: i mean i've got animal carcassai. Well, i've
1: was got some, there were some things in there i think they were animals You're right
2: could but have been a turkey you have slabs <laughs> you have, slabs of, you have <laughs> slabs of concrete yeah let's talk like like, like portable it, like no. i can i can use them for other things around my yard
0: my point is it was like quickcrete.
2: oh that's still in a bag that has now become oh, solidified, oh yeah yeah no, that's not good
1: and we put away like the patio stuff like Cushions are down there now. The canopies that we have up, you know, they're down there now. Um, we can still have a fire and have like those chairs out, but like all the main stuff done, like just checked off so many boxes, just felt so good. You took those,
2: you took those trees down.
1: No, they're coming down on their own right now. Slowly. Like Mm. they really are like the, they're they're leaning way more. They really are. Um, and, uh, and then the other good thing is performance at work. I I got I had a, a good thing today at work, um, proving that what my strategy, uh, the strategy that I've put in place is working, which is awesome, and uh, that's always good. So yeah, that was great. Right, yeah.
2: validation, like, and and not just like, hey, you did a good job. Here's the evidence. Yeah, right. Yep, I have it. all the evidence yeah. I need, which that's is that's always a good thing.
1: Um, and then food this week, um. I don't really have much, to be honest. I um, sous-vide some things, like I do. Sure. I sous-vide some Italian sausages tonight, which sous-vide the sausage, and then I finished it on the cast iron, and it was Italian sausage.
2: It was Italian sausage.
1: Yeah, it's not a sous-vide thing, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I kind of already, already wanted... fully cooked, did not it? Or did you buy it not cooked?
2: I bought it not cooked. Ah, well then. Uh, do so and... you take the casing off or leave it on? Oh.
1: Well, it depends on what you're doing. Because that's what he asked. Well, because I wanted like a good snap with a soft center. Well, yeah, you leave the casing on, right? And that's what it was. I just felt like the the, the center should have been softer, and it wasn't. Yeah,
2: it was. It was like the same consistency the whole way through. How
1: long did you sous it?
2: Six hours. That's ah, probably way too
1: much
0: hmm. for a sausage. It's already ground meat. At one forty. I don't mean to speak with such 140, two Yeah, yeah One
2: forty. Yeah. 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 Did you look
0: it up at all or no? No.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's part of having those things is you can have fun with them and be like yeah I think this is well, going to be good. What would you put in? What, what would you put it in at? I wouldn't. First of all, okay. Um, no. Second of all, <laughs> okay. maybe
0: an hour. I don't know. Right.
2: Would you take it right from the freezer like uh, and as blocks of ice and throw it into a skillet? And no, I like, would throw it into a deep fryer. Definitely. Oh, okay. Would no. you really? <laughs> no, it would explode. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I would let it thaw out. I and wouldn't freeze it. I haven't but, deep fried anything in forever, like air fry, but not deep fry. Like right. wow. That's what I found for my new girl new this year,
0: May, June, is if I ever fry anything, I do it on the side burner out there so the whole house doesn't smell. Mm, right. And to be very honest, I don't do it very often. Yeah. Because that's there's nothing worse
2: than when you fry something in the house and the whole house smells just like for oil, days, not yeah. whatever you cooked, right. just the oil. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know the people in public that do that because like- <laughs> Oh, they walk right past you. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, that person was frying something. Yeah, they were. Yeah. That's it. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm. I guess I'll do start with the bad, um, and it's it's stupid. It's a stupid bad. But like my dishwasher last week, I thought I had my dishwasher fixed. Yeah. Um, plumbing. Well, before that, my old dishwasher had had stopped, and I, th- I think I talked about it last week too. My old dishwasher had stopped, and what it was was a blown circuit. Like it was a blown fuse. You came home to that. I came home to that. Right, and and I I i didn't uninstall it i didn't pull it out it was just okay that's just frightening in and of itself pulling it out because you're like it's never going back in so so i, I went to penhills rental not a sponsor but i went to or i'm sorry penhills appliance which is right behind or at the bottom of um flint's remember defunct Flynn's, right near me yeah on frankstown Pub. Flynn's pub right. not Flynn's not tire tired right. at all. No, underneath underneath Flynn's in the basement there's a guy. <laughs> he's like he's 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 old school and I went I went down there last week and he um, with cash, like I didn't even have the, the right amount of cash. He was like, I ah, just take it. It was it was like such an old school, like, hey, this is like the eighties and nineties when you went to places he, like he this. had to steal
0: the Steeler game on and tear bradshaw's was <laughs> quarterback. <They're laughs> like, right. How's that even possible? Right. And, Like
2: you walked in and was like, This smells like a Penn Hills basement. And yeah. it, it is because it is. it's the bottom of uh I almost said Tove's, um the bottom of Flynn's. <laughs> mm. Um, but anyways, he sold me the part that I needed for that old dishwasher. It lasted through one and a half washes. Mm. And then whatever the, whatever the real problem must've been, it blew out that circuit again. So after the second time I was like, all right, I'm done with this one. So I pulled it out, went onto Facebook marketplace and bought one on Saturday. I went and got from, from somebody over in, in plum 80 bucks for a new dishwasher, a new to me dishwasher. And, um, I was like, oh, this is going to be easy. So I went to throw it in. I pulled the old one out, disassembled it, put the new one in. What's ironic is that my shutoff valve underneath my sink, which leads right into the dishwasher, like that one line, the shutoff valve has a leak. So I can't even like if I want to shut off all of that water, I have to shut off the water to my entire house. Sure. So that's the first problem, which I didn't want um, because it should just be as easy as let me shut off the valve. Right to the dishwasher. That's the only thing I want to do. Right. Even that still drips unless I shut off the water to the entire house. And once water starts, like, you can't stop water flowing, like, water, uh, unless you have a good shutoff valve, which I don't. So, anyways, I I put this new dishwasher in and I, I bought new plumbing. I bought new, all this stuff. And it's still like I realized Sunday morning, like, after I had victory. It's still, still a small leak. I hate plumbing, man. I hate plumbing so bad. I'm grateful for it, but I hate plumbing. So long story short, the dishwasher is still out at this point. Ugh. Dishes are piled high in my kitchen, which, you know, I mean, I love that. I There's love nothing
0: really that's more comforting than clutter.
2: Right. Clu- kitchen clutter. Dirt um, clutter. Might be little flies buzzing around. Um, oh. So Why don't people just do the dishes as they're done with because I also, as, a, as an empathetic dad, said, Look, just leave him for now. Because I thought this was going to be a very short-term thing. This is, ended up being a very long-term thing. Um, and, and so, like, I'm stuck between. <laughs> here's a couple things I'm stuck between. The confluence of things is, number one, I can't shut off all the water to that thing. So, there's a little bit of a leak. So, I piled towels oh around the little way. bit of a leak number two <laughs> i don't want to buy a brand new dishwasher right now because in a in about two or three months we're going to remodel you know most of the house and we're going to buy new stuff so i was like i number one why couldn't this dishwasher last until that number two now i want this new dishwasher to last it's not a dumpster fire but you know what it's harder than it needs to it's harder and that's that's my point it's harder than it needs to be so that's that's the bad god it's to no. that's that's bad it's an interesting situation like like i'm just at the point where like <laughs> this is funny um whatever you you you, you take them to williamsburg virginia mm. the whole
0: family and you show them uh, how they used to the have to do dishes and you say mm. we're gonna do that for two months mm. and then we're gonna have a brand new dishwasher <laughs> and the reality of it is everybody you're not going to but i am going to and then i'm gonna get really mad at you every day for two months
2: that's how you handle that <laughs> <laughs> or I just fund a dishwasher and, and get it put in, and then use that when you do everything else. Like that's your first appliance, right? Just get the one you want, it, dude. It's the whole. It's
1: crazy how why much does you it use have to be dishwasher. this ride. Why it, does it have to be this? Well, ride.
2: that's the thing. Like it was just like because it's a ripple effect. You mm-hmm. do that, you shut off the water. You do this, and, and and there's little things that start to creep up, and you're like, this is why I just leave everything in stasis. I don't want to touch anything because you start to mess with things, and it's like you change one hose in your car. Yeah, the one's below. change them all.
1: There's a classic moment. I think it's Malcolm in the middle where uh, Brian Cranston's character, he needed to replace the light bulb in the fridge, Mm -hmm. and then he opens up the fridge, and the fridge door is like creaking. So he like goes to the junk drawer to get the like three in one oil, but it's not in there. So he's like looking for a flashlight and like the scene ends with like him under the car trying to like <laughs> repair the car. And his wife is like, I thought I told you to fix the light bulb in the fridge. He's like, What do you think I'm trying to do? <laughs> like, it was just a great moment of like, I've been there.
2: Well, did, and, and as you amazing. did that, I was like, Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, Makes we're, sense. We're whole that's, and that's exactly that's exactly what this is because this all stems back to when Penhill's issued that boil water, boil water alert. Lex was like, well, I'm, and I'm not blaming Lex. I'm not throwing her under the bus, but she was like, let me turn this dishwasher up to sanitize. Cause like up until that point, all you did is you hit the Lex, button to start. No, Lex, I'm not blaming her. I, I am. You <laughs> had to push the, that's the dishwasher. That's the butterfly. That's where the butterfly <laughs> flapped its wing. He had to push yep. the dishwasher to its limit. It's like, I just can't. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's that's Listen. my bet, and right now as we sit here, drip, drip it. <laughs> no matter where you drip, are, onto towels. You're, you're, you're waiting know, in
0: traffic in pay. the parkway, and drip. there's dripping coming down the, like, the parkway, pay. and you're like,
2: that's like my. house. Because I also pay, called the plumber pay. and said, hey, can you come fix? Because they're two separate people. The plumber can't do the um, the appliance. The appliance guy won't do the plumbing, but the plumber is going to be like two hundred bucks to do that. Um, just that one thing. Just that one thing. So I'm like, <laughs> to once, start once the, once the dishwasher's in it's not a problem for me because it's always been that way. So I'm not going to do that. So that's my, bad. So my good would be, I had a great Saturday with Ethan. Yeah. You um, did. I'd been working on him for a while to get back into hockey. Um, he's a goalie like me and he's really good. There is no goalie like you. He's a goalie. <laughs> he's really good. And, but he's very loyal to the Riverview program. So down in in Oakmont, yeah. um, and and he's in the cadet league, which is like thirteen to seventeen or whatever the age group is. It's it's like you know that that teenage group, and he COVID shut down that league last year, um, and it, and it was kind of a shame, and they could not ever get. As they started back up again, they couldn't get enough interest because those kids went to different leagues, right? Murraysville or Penn Hills or you know whatever it might have been. But Ethan, COVID didn't hit those areas. No, it didn't. Yeah. It didn't. No. So, um, but Ethan was like, I, when Riverview starts a league, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. And I'm like, buddy, like this has been like six, seven, eight months. I'm like, dude, they're not. It, I, I hope they do, but they're not going to. You have to think about other options, right? Mm. So I've been working on him, um, and I'm like, "But you're so good; you need to be playing. You love to play; you need to be playing." And so, finally, last week, um, I got a call from one of the guys I play hockey with. Um, he runs a lot of the stuff at Murraysville and was like, "Our cadet league needs three goalies. Can your son play?" And Can your so- son be two of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, this past Saturday, he was. But so I said, I, hmm. I, 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 I just said, Ethan, look, if you play this, if you play this season, I will never bug you again. I won't bug you again just if, if you could play the season let, let's just do that and he was like all right that's fine that's fair so um so anyways he decided to play I told the guy he was gonna play um, the guy was like all right, can he play for this team on Saturday? Plus his, his team. So, yeah, he's probably going to be playing for two, hmm. three, maybe three teams. Wow. Um, and that's the thing with... He go- is a goalie like you. That's, that's, the thing with, <laughs> that's the thing with goalies, man, is like if you play well and you're consistent and you're reliable, you're yeah. going to get as much as you want to play. Yeah. Um, and so... But he hadn't played in a year, and like he he went to put on his equipment, and it was so. Sm- some of his stuff was so small. So. <laughs> is he's playing cricket? Or... <laughs> right. So we decided we went out to play it against Sports um, and had a great time going out, picking out equipment. Man,
1: I wish they still had one in Monroeville. Yeah, that'd this be way such more a co- convenient. Cool store. Yeah, yeah.
2: But we went out. We had a great time um, picking out equipment, and and then he went and played, and he played so like this dude was he was a giant among men. On the deck, like he looked so big compared yeah. to all the other kids in the cadet. And he's and was so like, tall. Man. I was like, "What?" Like I, I, I expected him to, to come in and like be a little bit out of his element, a little bit out of his league, and like yeah. that dude came in and dominated. And it was, it was. He played two games in a row, and he played so well like and awesome. this is this isn't me being a dad like uh, just objectively like he shut down like the leading score of the league like breakaway like it was really really cool to watch. oh my gosh yeah that's awesome it, it was not no, just like
0: thinking of your poor heart as
2: as the guy has a breakaway and you're just like come on, come on. yeah <laughs> and like he looked he looked so calm he looked so relaxed in there so it was really good to see and like he had so much confidence coming out of that where now, like several times this week, he's been like, "When's my next hockey game?s Aww. When's my next hockey game?s I'm like, yeah, dude. And I told him like, "That's awesome. when you come into a situation like that and you you give the performance you gave. You've just earned yourself so much credit, Aww. and like, um, you should you 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 now have the ability to kind of dictate to your team um, what you know what you you have authority." And that's a big thing. That's a big part of what credibility, you're, credibility, authority. Like you can tell the team, hey, look, I believe in you guys, and that's going to give them the confidence to go out and play better. So, hmm. it was a it, it was a really really good week. And then Ethan and I went out to um, North Park Lounge afterwards in Murraysville and had a great dinner. And it was just it was a really 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 good moment. Um, and, and like for the moment, like the moments I had with Abby a couple weeks ago when I went to right. the beach it was nice to have that kind of a moment with ethan because it's getting harder to have those moments with him Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um and so that was that was really cool um lex made a new word tonight um dabsolutely she meant to say absolutely but she said dabsolutely, and she did the dab and i was like that's (laughs) gold because it works on so many levels you're dabbing you're saluting dabsolutely it's fantastic so those are my two goods um my food this week would be ribs. I took some of your advice from the last time that I gave you ribs mm-hmm. and you said that, the, you know, the, the bite was good or the, the pull, the tug was good, but it didn't have the bark. Right. So I did things a little bit differently. And, um, I, I think they're the, the best ribs I've made. My family said that the oh, others definitely bark. Cause I explained right. you know, your, 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 your critique. Right. And, and. They agreed that there was a little bit more bark on it. Lex was like, "Why don't you give one of these to Jay to to, to evaluate?" And I said, "No, they're too they're too <laughs> good. Maybe next time." Um, but I I switched just a little couple subtle things up, and and it was really good. Nice. Man, look at that! Yeah, I should give you my last rack of ribs. Sure,
0: I mean they're frozen, but like I'm, I don't care because every time I make them now, I just I told you I'd get gas. Mm. And that's the bad for me this week. No, that was a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Um, man, I
2: love that you're nailing the rib game right as summer ends right
1: hey you can eat ribs anytime
2: yeah oh all right because most Sweet. of the work most of the works in the in the oven inside yes yes well yes mm-hmm.
0: can be. Could or, be or a smoker for me or it is offset. Yeah.
2: for me it is i do right. the ribs and, and that's then, not your method like for the you last finish half them on hour. the charcoal yeah right. right
0: um for me the negative is you know and i've said it so many weeks but gosh, so many people's lives. Last week we talked about, is everything fine? Is is it harder than it needs to be? Is it a dumpster fire? And you know what? Maybe there's not that many dumpster fires. Um, that I know of a few, um, but there's, I'm just, I'm very burdened for so many people. Um, I mean, and again, I'm honored. I'm so honored that I could that I have the trust of people who share with me their stories and feel safe in doing that. And and again, I don't want anyone to say, oh, Jay's been burdened, I don't wanna, no, that, that's what I do, that's my gift set, and that's cool. It's just amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like, probably the worst thing in a lot, of, most frustrating thing for me right now is coaching. Uh, I've said it a thousand times, it's like playing a video game and the battery in the remote's dying, and you're hitting all the right buttons and it ain't working. Um, and then you're like, oh, I found the new batteries. And you're like, no, those don't work either. And that just burdens me because it's like, you know, I'm competitive and I want to win. And I, and I have some of the tools that I need to win. And we're, I mean, we're again, we're beating the teams we should beat. We're just not beating the teams that we could beat mm-hmm. if we play our very best. Which There's not we a cut Clearly above. haven't. Not, not a cut
2: above. And that's what's frustrating. Right. It's just we're right there.
0: Right. And even that, like with some of the younger girls, like our JV is very emotionally oh. immature. Um, some of them are physically immature as well and mm. inept to change. Um, you know, you could say, do this. And they're like, okay. And they're really well-intentioned and they don't come anywhere close mm. to what you've said. A girl the other night who doesn't play much and whose mother has complained, not to me and not to Todd, but I know she's complained <laughs> in a match the other night, the ball hit her in the foot <laughs> and she didn't go for it. Like didn't even make a motion. And I said, and this and has happened like a couple of times this year, not this exact thing, but like where something has happened. And I went 25 years. I've coached for 25. The ball hit her foot. She didn't know. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say we don't read the ball well,
2: mm-hmm. how like do you coach what, like, that? Like, what is she paying attention to? It wasn't even to? a hard hit spike. Right. I don't know. They don't talk. <laughs> right. You can like, ask a
0: question and it's like, they look at you like, and you're just like. It took me
2: a second to process that, but like as a an hit athlete her in, in the that foot
0: in front of her body, what
2: are you looking at? What are you paying attention? Where's your mind in that situation? Like the
0: number of things that have gone <laughs> wrong at that point.
2: Yeah,
1: how do you coach that? Right. So
2: it's like people not, clapping on
1: one and three. That's, that's the worst.
0: <laughs> It's even worse. No, it's like yelling on one and three. <laughs> No, you're supposed to clap on two and four. Okay. Ah! No, it's not any of it. Um, But my my point in saying it is, even with the kids who are immature socially and and emotionally, I can't just be mad. Because now I know too many people's stories. Mm -hmm. And I mean, okay, that's more mature and it's more spiritually sound in the way God sees them. Great. Well, but it's annoying. Yeah, but still. (laughs) You know, I'd rather just be an angry coach that yells and makes people cry. Like, uh, you know, why can't I be that way? On the good side, uh, Rachel and I went away, which I'm sort of, not to say cheating, in that last week, my good was we were going away. Mm -hmm. Um, This week, the good is we went away and had just a great, you know, we prefer to do a Mm two-nighter, but it really didn't work with the scheduling and everything else. So that was a little packed. But- the Fort Ligonier days from 10,000 people in the streets of Ligonier. I, I don't know what the number is, but it had to be. I mean, So she was off for Columbus Day.
2: Correct. Okay. Uh, and Indigenous People Day. Columbus Day. That's cool.
0: Um, and so, yeah. So we had a one night. Gotcha. Uh, and a little Airbnb there. But just great time. Um, good food. Hilarious places. I, I told you guys, but I'll tell everybody else. Hmm. If you're ever in Ligonier. And you're going with your bride or your husband or whoever. Tell them you're taking them to a, a very uh, a unique place. And Rachel's like, do I have to dress up? And I was like, no. Very much so. <laughs> you're wearing sweatpants? No. You already are. But it is a rundown dive bar named Joe's Place or Joe's Bar. One or the other. And it has the, one of the world's largest private taxidermy collections in the back and in the upstairs. And apparently, the original owner who died like 10 years ago was a big game hunter. And back in the day when you could still hunt exotic animals, he did. And like this place, you go in and it is a smoky, gross, not clean dive bar. I love it. With people who look at you like you're not from here. And then you order your drink and you just walk past the broken pool table. And there is this dusty collection of probably 200 animals that are everything from like a kangaroo to a polar bear, a huge. I mean, the things you would never think you'd be allowed, baby animals, like the tiny ones. And Bella's or Bella, Rachel's like, the poor baby is like, hey, honey, what are you going to do? He shot it. He stuffed it. I don't know what to tell you. So take them there. Um, food, Joe and I. <laughs> Eric is looking at pictures of the bar right now.
1: This is so good. Um, (laughs) Joe and I,
0: every Wednesday, I briefly mentioned this. We have lunch slash breakfast on
2: Wednesdays. I pick them up. So I I looked it up right now on Google Maps, and it says, Joe's bar, not too busy. Like...
0: (laughs) It wasn't expensive, I'll tell you that much. I was surprised the bartender got our drinks into our cups
2: because she was she was. I think
0: little samples. Yeah, no, well, maybe she did not have
2: good depth perception. Obviously. I know exactly. I used to deliver water. I know exactly where this is. Anyway. So
0: we go and we go to a different diner each week, and it's just been so much. Like you just said, father son time, mm-hmm. and to talk about his life and talk about you know. fit Uh, ROTC and his physical training and the things that he's doing. But because this is about food today, now we've been to Pamela's, we've been to Kelly O's, we have been to Ritter's Diner, and we have been to Barb's Corner Kitchen in Lawrenceville. I think that's where we've been so far. You've hit all the good good spots. Today, we went to Johnny's Diner. Hmm. Wait, where is that? it is in and it says if you look at the google review don't let the outside fool you. i we pull up joe goes Are you kidding
2: me <laughs> like it
0: is in this industrial part of the west end that oh. nothing is still open like yeah. it's you can tell like in its day
2: the west end man before
0: and after work and mm-hmm. you can sort of see the original rail car of it mm-hmm. it was the best breakfast we've had out of the bunch wow it was i mean it was simple good food and they're, they close every day at 3 so like mckee's rocks Literally West End, like mm-hmm. West End, like you're. Oh,
2: yeah, like before you go up the hill to Crafton. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: Like literally, you get off at Banksville
2: uh-huh.
0: off the Parkway, get back on the Parkway, <laughs> then <laughs> get off the Parkway and go towards Seventy and Whatever, and what's you just it, what, wiggle over. What's it called again? Johnny's Diner. Johnny's yeah. Diner. But best omelet I've had. Great, oh. and like their lunch special was pork cho- breaded pork chops and gravy. Mashed potatoes and applesauce, ten bucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, man, I might
2: just stay for some lunch. Yeah, eat. right. So, what time do you normally pick him up? And I pick him this? up at eleven. Okay,
0: and uh, and I said to him today, I said, "Is it good for you to get out of Oakland?" And he goes, yeah, "I haven't thought about it, but yeah, it really is." He mm-hmm. said, "Just to get out of that mm-hmm. <laughs> zoo." Mm-hmm. The Oakland Zoo, as they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, great time. And I got another one lined up for next week. And if anybody has any diners, uh, let do, us know. I do have
1: one. I got to let you know. Yeah.
0: Um, so, like it's like cherries or something is the one I was looking at next. But uh, what we love is to hear from you. So, mm-hmm. diner talk. Yep.
1: Great moments, bad moments. Always send us emails. Eric, do we have any emails that have come in this week? We do. And I uh, definitely want to read this. Um, and we will keep you anonymous if you write in. But uh, this person write in, uh, wrote in that uh, your episode 128, this was the beginning of uh, our mass formation series. Um, your episode 128 spoke to me on so many levels. You said all the things that I've been saying for months. My question is, where do we go from here? On two levels, on a macro level. And a micro level. How do we as a society change this? Also, what do you do if you are in a family where you are the one person that has a different opinion? Mm. At a time where where you were forced to be in your home with your family and being in that group makes you feel more alone than anything. Funny that a father of four can feel alone in a busy, crowded house. huh? Mm. Um, and the person said that um, he's looking forward to the whole series and, and um, I believe it it was helpful to him and reach back out to him. Um, But yeah, I, it's one of those things where like, I felt like that, like I've been in a house full of people and I feel more alone than I ever have, you know, and, and it's kind of amazing how you can feel that way. Um, But I, I encourage you that if you, if you haven't listened to our mass formation series, go back and listen to the last three episodes. They're really, really good. Um, and it's amazing how much that um mass formation is is related to the time that we're in and the time that we've been in leading up to where we are now. It's pretty crazy, so yeah,
0: and when we talk about this as a podcast about being alone, something like what has happened in our world and the division that has occurred within families within marriages within every- communities, everything else. There's a lot of alone going on, a Mm. whole lot of alone going on. So that is why we talked Mm. about it for three weeks and we pointed out to really, what can you do? And we even sort of revisited it for a minute last week, talking about, you know, a third of the people get swept up in it. A third of the people aren't swept up in it. And another third just kind of goes along because they don't want to make waves. And so any of those three groups of people can end up feeling alone. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so we appreciate the email. Please always reach out to us. Um, Yes, absolutely. Because you're not alone. And one of the ways you can feel most alone, and I would say the way that, sadly, most people in this situation, uh, they do feel alone. And that is in a little institution we call marriage. We are going to be spending a few weeks talking about the ins and the outs of marriage and applying everything that. Uh, We know that we've been taught and that we've talked about on this podcast, but specifically, in fact, to marriage. We have four marriages at the table. Um, Many of you remember Chris. Uh, He is not with us tonight. Um, Hopefully, he'll be with us again real soon. He's just a little under the weather, Mm -hmm. which is somewhat ironic since he was talking about the weather last week. Mm -hmm. Maybe, Maybe he's just taking a strike because it's still warm. Right. He's like, no, I'm not going right. out.
2: I'm in fall mode, man.
0: I'm in fall mode. So he Hunkering just down. fell into bed and stayed there. Yeah. So what we are going to do is we are starting off our time this week. And we're talking about the fact that um, everybody, every married couple goes through times where they feel alone. And one of the main reasons why that is one of <clears> them <throat> is they fight. You don't feel like, oh, we're really together when we're fighting. No, you're. You're saying, you don't understand me. You hurt me, whatever else. There's a disagreement. You feel alone. It is, I, I see it, I, you know, when I do pre teaching, I go through the Bible and I show that when God made Eve, and again, whether you believe in a literal seven-day creation, you believe it's just symbolic, it was over a period, of, I don't care. If you just look at Genesis, God creates everything and it's good. God creates Adam and it's not good. Yeah, Why was it not good? Because he was alone. So then he created Eve and it was very good. The goal of every marriage is very good. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're fighting all the time, it's not very good. And you feel alone. And your intent, the the goal for you and your spouse is to keep each other from feeling alone. That's the the very first
2: thing you're supposed to do. It's not to do fireworks. It's not to be, you know, all that stuff. No, keep them from feeling alone. (laughs) And and to set a baseline for this again, what, what what's one of the things that you say to most married or couples that you're marrying as they're getting married? Well, it's two. One is the goal for your marriage is very good. And if you ask
0: a hundred, I'll get there. If you ask a hundred married couples, how's your marriage? Mm. How many actually say, it's oh, fine. it's very good. It's fine. Better than most. It's okay. It's, okay. Yeah. it's fine. The other thing is when you say I do, mm-hmm. you have no idea right. what you're saying. I do. Right. And that leads to conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what people don't. So, if we talk about, you know, okay. fighting, what do people fight about in a marriage?
2: Money. Certainly. Sex. That's the
0: number one thing. Yes, I would say
2: intimacy. Or lack of, I might say yeah, intimacy. Different kinds of intimacy, <laughs> like you're on different spots. Right. Fa- family. 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 Sure. Oh, well, that mother in law of mine. Not not my mother, but I'm saying, like, because, like, well. That that's like Tritted, what, uh, It's one of the things. Um, yes, the
0: in-laws. That's that's right, why it's in every family, TV show, right. every sitcom. Oh, the in-laws. Why? Because right. it relates to
2: people, right? Um, Eric, I think you would have I, some. I, I think I think as you get. Into marriage and, and and it's almost like it, like a roommate situation. Like there's things that start to just really annoy you. Well, you know? yeah. It, yeah. It, it, like, so it,
0: lifestyle it, patterns.
2: Yeah, like 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 you can gloss over a lot of things in the honeymoon period, but then like you get into year five or you get into like the Tuesday of marriage. You know, like we're, we're like it's just ah, uh, it's 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 the middle of Kansas, and you're like that. The way that you leave your toothbrush out. It's a great example. You know what I mean? Not, yeah. Not coming from my experience, but well, the one I was
1: thinking of what, on the list was like roles and chores and responsibilities. Like I know there's we talk a lot about mutual giving, right. and uh, a lot of times like that can be a, a pain point um, in marriage. If if one if one person is feeling if like you they're go doing back to way the more
0: traditional. Nuclear family where the, the the husband goes to work all day, right? You know, and comes home and the wife, oh, you weren't working. Well, you know, what did you do today? And meanwhile, she's done fifteen loads of laundry, she's right. got the kids to school and back, made food, did all this. And he's like, ah, oh, you're home all day. How come you didn't, you know, do whatever else? Mm-hmm. Right. But the same is true now if both people are working. Right. Who's doing what? Right. Right. Roles like that. And then okay, parenting. I got a phone call one day from somebody talking about um, blanket training. And she was in tears because her spouse believed in blanket training and wanted to go with blanket training for their kids. And she's talking to me all about it. And, of course, what am I saying to myself?
2: Blanket training. What the what hell is <laughs> blanket training? Is he whipping them with a blanket? Is
0: he, like, swabbling them up so they can't move? Uh. And it's apparently it's some parenting style where with you, when your baby is new, you put toys on a blanket right next to them but outside of their reach. Oh. so that they learn that they can't have everything they want. I've been a parent twice. I've never heard of that. Right. it's like and, torture. And I was like, and she's like, do you believe in that style of parenting? And I was like, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. And she's like, well, how did you raise your kids? I'm like, we, we tried to get them up in the morning, and we fed them a little bit. And then we'd like maybe play with them and then feel guilty about not playing. You know, like, But if somebody's got two different styles...
2: And they believe in right. this training versus that training. Right. Certainly, it's going to cause that. Well, and
1: do you Discipline? want kids or
2: do you not want kids? Sure, like, that's a huge one, man. Like, because you can say anything you want up until the time you seal a deal, but then you seal the deal, and like all of a sudden, yeah, I think I'm good. I'm, I'm not having kids. Like that's huge because like you get married, and you know, traditionally speaking, you're in it, and you got to work through that. And some people can't overcome that. That's a big one.
0: And beyond all, yes, it is. And beyond that. You know, let alone when you get into infidelity Mm. and you get into, you know, addictions Mm -hmm. and you get into destructive behaviors that one or both have. And Mm -hmm. then so that leads to all these fights. And what we want to talk about as what we are talking about tonight is the fact that most married couples know, you know, this isn't out there. This isn't any books that I know of. And you know how much I read that voraciously. You have the same fight and you might say we're always arguing about money Mm -hmm. or we're always arguing. Now, you might have a train wreck marriage that you have all these fights. All right, That's out there. Not everybody has all these fights. Mm -hmm. Somebody has most everybody has the same fight over and over again but the reality is it's not about what we said. It's not about money. It's not about family. It's not about Infidelity or parenting and roles and chores and how many kids you want or anything else like that or the in whatever. It's not about that. And the thing is, people are twice removed. So the first remove is they don't realize they're having the same fight over and over again. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Mm-hmm. But then they don't realize the real meaning behind the fighting. Mm-hmm. And even beyond that, they don't realize that the real problem is they end up feeling alone. And so what it is, is those are all the surface fights the the general topics the outer level of the fight but the reality is what's actually happening is inside of that or if you will the heart of the matter so if we have the surface of the matter is money problems chores whatever else those are the surface issues but what they are is all fodder for the heart of the matter and that is two things the first of which is unmet needs unmet emotional needs And if you go through and you, once again, we're going to go over this a lot in the next couple of weeks, but if you go back to a lot of our beginning podcasts and we've revisited emotional needs, if you have a high need for security, well, if you're having money problems, that's going to play into it. Mm -hmm. If you're having fidelity issues, that's going to play into it. If a husband wants one child, but the wife wants four, Mm -hmm. but he has a high need for security, guess what? You don't want to have four kids. Mm-hmm. That's four mouths to feed. That's four this, four things that could go wrong. Right. Four, you know, It depends on mm. what the emotional need is, but it can apply. So they keep thinking like, well, we have all the money we need. Yeah, because money's not the problem. Mm-hmm. You can manage a family dynamic, the in-laws. Oh, we can do this. But if you have a high need for appreciation and the in-laws never appreciate you, it doesn't matter how often you see them. It doesn't matter if they just right. call. It actually makes it worse. And they're going to, right. And it's <laughs> simmer,
2: simmer, Eric. Um
0: It's like, I got this one. You know, if you get a whole lot of not appreciated once a week versus five days a week, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And so that's why very often it's the same fight over and over and over again with just different details. Mm-hmm. Because and then what's even worse than that is when the emotional needs of a husband and a wife boyfriend and a girlfriend whatever when they're in co- when one does not share the same need as the other so if i have a high need for appreciation and rachel does not which is true and you know if rachel's parents were still alive they never appreciated me and they never said a good thing about my house or the way i cook or the way i raise the family or the way i treat rachel well that's going to bother me mm-hmm. And if Rachel is not attuned to my needs, if I have not expressed them clearly to her, what's she gonna say? Ah, that's no big deal, right? Whatever. Why do you care?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How have you guys found the mm. the emotional needs you have played out in your marriage fights slash disagreements, or as Christians call them, intense fellowship?
1: <laughs> um, for for me and Amy, it's it's a lot. It's usually family related. Um, and now that we've been through like all the emotional needs training and whatnot, and we've identified people's emotional needs, like it doesn't matter, like whether it's my mom, my dad, Amy's mom, Amy's dad, like we all know it goes back to their hurts. And then it like trickles down to us and like, it'll annoy us. And then that'll get to a point where we're having an argument because we've been hurt by each other's parent or we've been hurt by our own parents once again and that's
2: all reminding you of the things that are outside of your marriage and so that <clears throat> that creates a lot of anxiety and frustration that you bring into your immediate self like your parents or whatever do the things that they've always done to you but now you're together and and that's the outlet. Sure. Yeah. So now you take it out a little bit more on each other than or you just or
1: just impacts right. like
2: the the situation that we're in. Right. Well, the, right. And the way the phrase I use is it hurts twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Right.
0: Right. right. What you're doing right now bothers me. Right. But it also hurts me from uh, when I was four. Mm-hmm. Right. And you did this and five. And that's right. And I didn't
2: have a I didn't have a spouse then, but now I do, and so right. it is still hurting me. But now we're gonna hurt each other because hurt people hurt people. Oh, this is uh, oh, not a cliche podcast. It's not,
1: <laughs> but that's it's a, also true. That's why <laughs> cliches are cliches.
2: <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's the main, that's the main one in our household. I think for Lex and I, um, we've both become really pragmatic about life. You know, we, we've, we've both we're we're 20 years into our marriage. We're 21 years together. Um, and I think pragmatism is a really wonderful thing. Because it helps you to overcome a lot of the mistakes, a lot of the obstacles. It helps you to move move forward healthy um, as long as you keep the right perspective. But I also I, I also think that um you can get lost in the moving forward and you don't address the right now. And sometimes and, and I'm speaking for myself. Like, I feel like I'm pragmatic to the point where like, all right, let's just let's just move on. Let's let's just let's move past this. And what kind of emotional responding is that? Um, That is uh, I feel like I'm flunking the test. Um, Well, no, you haven't answered yet. Well, that's because I don't know. <laughs> so you're saying there's conflict. There's, there is an, there's an emotional. It's glossing. Need. It's, 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 and I, don't, I try never right. to gloss over anything, but like sometimes, like it's either you're too tired or you're too focused on something you said else. Let's move past. Let's let's just keep going. Um, uh, uh, Which is ignoring it. Yes. Numb. Um, no, ignoring. Um, ignore, ignore. You're ignoring. You're saying okay, I, we don't have the time to invest it now. Yeah, but see, then now that I hear that, I don't think that's true for us because I I, I want to deal with everything, right? Um, but it gets to the point where you don't, and you're like, okay. let's I mean, move you on. use
0: the words "move past."
2: I know, right. I know. I'm being I
0: pragmatic. It's you're what you're saying is it's not worth investing the time
2: now mm-hmm. because so, because we've been here, we've talked about it, we've we've been, like it, it's it's that full circle. We we like look, we've been here for twenty years. Let's you know, and that's that's what we're talking about. It's it's the a lot of people can do that. You know what I'm saying? Like you're literally like proving Jay's point. That's what I'm saying. I know. And it, it's funny that I'm like talking it out, but also for me like I'm high on respect. So, you know, there's there's things that happen where we've talked about it and we've talked about it and we've talked about it and like we've addressed it and it happens again. It's like, what what th- why did I spend all that time talking about it? Why why did we and then you're doing it again? You know, and whether it's the the kids with like, you know, maybe not doing a job, like leaving and, and I'm so at fault with it too, myself, you know, like, and that's where from Alexis's standpoint, we've talked about things. I don't respect her in those because I do it regardless of what we've talked about. Well, and you've talked about it, like her need for security that because you move past it, because you move past
0: it, because you move past it, three beers in, what happens? You get angry mm. and that causes her to feel not secure mm-hmm. and not safe right? because, because you're not respected. Mm-hmm. So your need for respect, not being met. Mm-hmm. Her need for security, therefore, not met. Right, right. And that's your recurring fight. Now, right. maybe it's every nine months. Maybe right. it's every two years. Maybe it's every week. Who knows? Yeah. But that's the showing of the, mm. the 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 missing of emotional needs and the fact that neither one gets met in those moments. Right. Now, you also bring up a great point because there's also, if you're really getting into this and you've been following this podcast and you're really understanding each other's emotions. I've and everything checked on this
2: podcast every once in a while.
0: Yeah, when you're on. Um, and if you're in the car (laughs) with others when you're not, but the point of the story is, yeah, right. But I feel like there's these other layers. So obviously there's the outside, which are actually all of the symptoms, Mm -hmm. but then there's the real cause, which is the unmet emotional needs, but there's other levels Mm -hmm. that I think I want to talk about just for a minute. And that is, okay. Level one is you don't know. You're just fighting, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: you know, and maybe you even say we always fight about the same thing. All right, fine. Right. Then I think you hit this next level
2: where I
0: think we are for the most part. You know what your problems are. You know what your needs are. Mm -hmm. You know what their needs are. And like imagine, Eric, if everything that you've gone through, you're raising Maggie, your primary caregivers are your and her parents, which is just, ai mean, in anybody's life, that is a constant source of potential problems when you have that many cooks in the kid's kitchen, Mm
1: -hmm. Mm.
0: imagine you were still doing that, knowing nothing of emotional needs
1: Mm.
0: because it's, it's a constant battle now trying to meet each other's needs. You're aware of them, everything else. But like, remember the darkness of just, you don't understand. Mm -hmm. Like I remember I bought Rachel a gift before we were even married and she returned it and bought something more expensive, you know, exchanged it and bought something more expensive. And I was, hum. I mean, I was, and I had scraped together the money Mm. to give it to her. And she was just like, well, but I wanted this more. Mm. Mm. And I just sat there and I I got so mad. Now, Rachel, honey, for security, what did she do? She got mad at me for being mad. Mm -hmm.
2: Still does that, by the way.
0: But the point of the story is this, she also <laughs> does not listen to the podcast.
2: How unappreciated you must afford. Oh, it was unappreciated. Right. Oh,
0: I was in so, in respect, because right. I was just Both like. of those things, yeah. I'm not good enough. Right. Everything else. Like, I haven't felt oh. like that. Yeah. In years. So we almost get used to having our needs met to a degree, and we forget, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, the darkness. Right. Mm-hmm. But Brian, you bring up a good point, and that's to me, is like the next level. Of, of hurt. so this is level three now you talk yeah, about I think level we're going one, level down. down level or one is just we don't whatever, know what's wrong right number two is well things still suck in life but at least we're working at it mm-hmm. right we then know I think that. you get to that next level where you know you know what you need your spouse knows what you need and you're not doing it mm-hmm. now I have to assume you're not doing it on purpose
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: and I don't want to ask again
2: because what if I don't get it right again? Yeah. Right. again yeah another rejection which makes you feel more alone oh yeah right almost double alone. right you go from blissfully right like irate you, angry to like somewhere you say, comfortable. you're reliving it's it's happening again on two levels like now it's now, three levels right you're already i'm hurt <laughs> this from is inception levels i'm hurt
0: now yeah and i'm hurt that you might not Damn, hurt you man. might not comfort me in the future you know right. in the future or listen to my hurts right, right. now right. and so you sort of dip out of the game because mm-hmm. everybody knows i mean mm-hmm. there's times And and the running joke, you know, with you guys and with Rachel is like, I'm the worst person in the world to hurt because if you have to apologize to me, you know, I'm judging you. Mm. (laughs) Like I'm going, well, it wasn't quite right. You know, (laughs) but it's not your intent, (laughs) you know, but you just get out of the game because everybody knows. Mm -hmm. And now it's even worse because you get to a sterile place Mm -hmm. where you're just like, look, we know, we know, let's just put some more chips in that. We know we love
2: each other category. Right. Um, Right and you still might love each other but of course there, there's no growth there's no intimacy. It, become, it becomes a pond it there's becomes no like emotional a intimacy. Pond. right there's no inflow there's no outflow it's just it is and and what a what a dangerous place that becomes where it just is you know how many how many marriages how many relationships how many whatever's just continue on indefinitely of just ugh, yeah. here's well, and that's why at. the
0: divorce rate one of the main reasons why the divorce rate is so high today it wasn't that marriages were
2: better in the forties, fifties, sixties, seventies. They just didn't get divorced. You right. just didn't do that. Right. So you just you came just two parallel lives. Right. You slept in different beds and not that there's anything against that, but like you hear that from like older generations, like, oh, we're sleeping in separate beds. I don't know. I don't I, I don't get that. Do you guys know Jan? Jan, Jan? Jan Jan Jan?
0: Jan's parents slept in separate beds because her mom needed to have her feet elevated when she slept and her dad needed to have his head elevated when he slept and they always made the joke that they could have still slept in the same bed just
1: at different ends Uh
0: (laughs) but they couldn't figure out how to tuck in
1: both sides It's like a willy wonka situation
2: (laughs) but that is and that what it what a stumbling block that could be to to some people you know and like that's that's such a funny small example That can be such a tragic thing that that ends, you know, a marriage or that makes a marriage go dead like something stupid like that. But it's not
0: stupid. And conversely, actually, I've heard of a lot of couples now actually do sleep in separate beds because of their sleep patterns and everything else. Mm -hmm. But that also sleep patterns, sleep schedules, everything else. Those are those surface things. Right. Um, The last thing I want to just bring up tonight is simply unresolved hurts. So there's unmet needs. But unresolved hurts. And I was asked once to lead a marriage weekend shortly after I learned all this. And, uh, one of the things I can, I do, and that is essential if you're really going to go deep in a marriage is I teach how to apologize, how to bring up an emotional hurt. And then I have the couples make lists and it's, it's how I was trained. Rachel and I had to do it. And so you list every way your spouse has hurt you. And then on the other side, you write every way you've hurt your spouse. And then you go, and you sit down, and you explain how, you know, you've been hurt, and they seek to understand how they've hurt you, and they forgive you, and then you do the same for them, and it's the most frightening thing you could ever possibly. And so I did this at this marriage weekend. Everybody heard of the Castle Down in Wheeling. Mm-hmm. You did this was, publicly uh, with a group of people who I well, knew. Sure. Here I, I won't name names, but Eric's going to go. Oh my gosh. All the Mount Hope group. Yep. All those people. Yep. And so I sat there on a Saturday morning and I said, here's what you're going to do. Let me tell you, they did not do it. (laughs) I was not asked back. Mm. And they said, "We look, you want me to bring up stuff from 15 years ago? We moved past it. And I said, Mm. I guarantee you, you have not Right? said you've glossed over. I said, you've got scars, but you haven't healed those wounds. Mm. And they were just like, you are out of your damn mind. (laughs) But let me tell you something, as one who has gone through that, and, and I've probably shared this before, when Rachel and I were learning that, um, there was a couple on our list. Now, this is years ago at this point. And I remember one specifically, and I was like, nope, nope, not bringing that up again. I know I screwed up. She knows I screwed up. Nope, not bringing it up, not bringing it up. And I prayed about it, of course, you know, write it down. Oh, that could have been anything. Jay, write it down. And I was like, oh, is that you, Lord? Yes, that could be anybody, you know. <laughs> and so finally, you know, like the phone rings. Somebody just goes, write it down. I'm like, come on here. So, yeah. and when I did, I'm, you know, and as as we get together with our lists and I'm looking at her list, you know, and each time I say, you know, Cause like I, you can offer, Hey honey, you know, I really feel like I need to apologize for this. Well, they scratch one off mm-hmm. and you're like, Phew, okay, good. Mm-hmm. And you're trying, you're comparing lists. Like how long is hers? How long is mine? <laughs> and when I brought up that one thing that was from years earlier, she crossed like six off her list mm. and it was so freeing
2: and wow. so healing. Wow.
0: Mm-hmm. And it was from, that was 2008. Oh, it was probably seven years previous.
2: Wow. And it was
0: like, boom, that's amazing. boom, 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 boom. And, of course, you know, me being me, as she's crossing them all off, I'm like, you know, it's like you're winning a slot machine. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, Seven, honey, I'm very sorry. sorry. <laughs> I'm very sorry. <laughs> yeah. So it, when there aren't, unre- if if, huh. if old or any hurts are not resolved, that's just going to add to the unmet needs and going to add to those fights that you have. Right. So. One might ask,
2: what can you do? I think we should save that for the next show. And
0: that's why you tune in next
2: week. That's right. Cliffhanger. That's it for episode 132. Please make sure to give us a like or follow on social media and visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, take our relational needs questionnaire. Thanks for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. Bye. See you next week.
1: Bye.
0: That's just frightening in and of itself, pulling it out.
1: And you're just like, come on, come on. (laughs)
0: Sounds
1: like torture. There is no goalie like you.
0: No, you're supposed to clap on two (laughs) and four. Okay.
1: (laughs) You did this publicly?